Welcome, guys. We wanted to do a podcast episode where we could just have a roundtable discussion on what are some things that we learned when we were new to being a rep and new to being a leader, and also what are some things that we're seeing reps do that we might be able to help them avoid, and same thing with leadership. And so let's start off with the rep stuff first. What was your guys' first week like being a rep? I'll go first. I think one thing that's super important to know about the first week is that is how you're going to be known forever for your entire time that you work at Empower. And it's your first time, your first year or whatever is kind of your reputation in the company. And so, like, everyone's going to have good advice, especially being with you guys. I'm sure you guys will have a ton of super solid advice. But my advice would just be if you're going out for your first year and it's your first week and, and, like, you're new to the job, go out and crush it and set a really high standard for yourself and everyone. How was your first week, though? My first week, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I was about to say, like, well, answer the question about how was your okay, first so my, week. My first week was sick, dude. My first week I went out and I actually did really well as far as setting goes. Well? And Brandon Brandon was my closer. He can he can definitely like attest to this. But like Brandon handed me my uniform and said, go set appointments. And I just did. And I just set appointments. Like I knocked doors. I have kind of invented my own pitch, just did everything on my own. Like the program. Just the classic rep that doesn't remember anything leadership did for yes. them. Oh, like, like, my leader doesn't provide value. We'll get to later. This guy doesn't help me at all. With the Pretty sure we practiced and role played on the doorstep and went through a bunch. We did a little bit. But Kaiden's first week, I will say he worked his butt off and I learned really quickly that as we all know now that Kaiden has a really good work ethic and he went out hard. He wasn't afraid to fail and he just went for it full send. He pulled a shiz ton of bills. We had to pull back on like don't pull so many and focus more on like the set quality. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was it was a crazy first week. And so to Kaiden's point, he had a great first week and he set the tone and I was like, this guy will work and he'll do well for sure. Kaiden definitely, I mean, from the beginning, you've always been a workhorse. And I remember he was setting so many appointments that I was like, I'm not going to start Brandon anymore. I'm just going to go myself because Brandon's too busy. He already has so many appointments from Kaiden. Like, I've got to go myself. I remember my first week just being nervous, starting in the hood because we don't want to burn good doors. Yeah. We did a lot of role playing, which we sounded really dumb. And it's so funny because I look at this table and I'm like, dang, these are some of the best sales guys I know most qualified guys in the solar industry, in my opinion. And I remember all of us being new and kind of sucking. So it's insane to see how far you can come from week one to four years down the road or five years down the road or whatever it is for you. It's just amazing to see the change, like the huge change. One thing you learn in parenting, a lot of parenting books will teach you is don't focus too much on the results and don't praise your kids on the results, but praise their effort. Mm -hmm. And so... Kaiden's super talented. He could come out and have a good first week. But if you don't have the same results while you're new to selling or closing or even leading, I would just focus on your effort because everybody has a different learning curve, right? Like you pulled a lot. I remember you you weren't pulling quite as much Mm -hmm. and they weren't setting as much. You had to go do your own. Totally. And then, you know, Zach struggled with different things. So everybody's going to struggle at different points, but just go out and be known for your work ethic and just put in the time. Well, based on how our how it first went for me as a setter is why I have three theories about setting. What you guys have all heard me say is I think that anybody that can set can close, but you don't really learn how to set till you learn how to close. Yeah. And if you haven't learned how to set in your first 30 days, you either need to go home or start closing because that's the only way you can fix it, in my opinion. Yeah. And the reason I have those theories is because for me, 
there's so many times I think back to when I was just barely a brand new rep, and I remember my first two weeks, I freaking fell on my face, dude. As far as pulling builds, I did okay. I'm usually pulling uh, four to five a day, give or take, right? But I could not get anything to sit, anything. And for me, it took a few weeks of saying, all right, I'm just gonna go to my own appointments because obviously I need to learn how to make someone sit down with me or what I'm doing wrong. Or when yeah. I go back to the house, why are they not sitting down? Or why are they not there? Or what's their excuse? And so I can combat that on the doors. And so for me, my learning curve was different than Kaiden. It was different than Zach. It was different than anybody. And that's why if you're a new rep listening to this, I think what you should do is take a step back and you should realize that your learning curve may not be the exact same as your buddy. And just because you're not doing the same results as them right now doesn't mean you won't sell the same as them later or outsell them later just because you're getting left in the dust now. Yeah, right? I, I bet all of us around the table can think of a rep that's been comparing themselves to their friend and they're getting depressed about it. 100%. 100%. It's like, dude, you can't compare. Like, you have your own path. For sure. How did you guys do that? I mean, speaking of mental health, like, how did you guys, you know, were you discouraged, encouraged in that first week having different challenges? How did you guys combat that? It's probably a good question for Jake because I was so much better than him <laughs> at the time. Like, how would you handle it, dude? It's funny. It's actually funny Kyan says that. Remember? But it's a good, it's actually true. At the beginning, Kyan was so much better than me and had so many more set closes than I did. But what was funny is when I started closing, I ended up crushing Kaiden, right? And I remember there being a time that I went to Kaiden and said, hey, man, I'm struggling at setting. Can you help me out? Like, how are you having so many set closes? And I remember him coming to me and saying, I'm trying to get closing. How are you closing so many deals? Which sure. I think that's a like, great way to approach it. Like that person that might be doing better than you rather than being like, I don't know, embarrassed or comparing yourself to them. Go to them, ask for help, get for advice, sure. become that person that they are or try to pick those things that they do good and, and apply it to what you're doing. Like, that's all, that's all you can do. Exactly. That, you know, that's so applicable, like not only to new reps though, but to like all reps, like if you can take success from other people in our company and be encouraged by it totally. and celebrate their success and want to learn from it rather than being kind of spiteful or discouraged or just, I guess, upset that you're not as successful as other people, mm -hmm. there's two paths there and one is going to lead to a lot more success than another. 100%. Dude, and that takes maturity. Like, Kai and I just went to lunch together, just barely, and we were just reminiscing about our career here and leaders and what they're struggling with and what they're not. And one of the biggest things that we decided was when you're a mature leader or a mature rep, you celebrate the success of others and it, it, it encourages you. It's gasoline for your fire. When you're an immature rep or an immature leader, you start saying, I don't want to listen to you. Your comments aren't good. I'm not going to pay attention. He annoys me. He annoys me. How does he have value to me? I should be in his spot. And even Kai and I had to learn through that. And we all do. Like Everyone needs to mature and level up. And I mean, just barely in the, the dichotomy of leadership, I was listening to that. And Jocko's like, even if you hate someone or don't see value in them, you still need to listen because I guarantee you they're going to say something that adds value. Yeah. He said that just barely. I see it a lot in politics. Like, people say <laughs> that hate Trump. He's such an idiot. And it's like, well, even if you don't like Trump, you could probably learn a lot from him because he became totally. president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, probably like sales and negotiating tactics you could learn from him, right? Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is you have to learn how to learn from everybody. 100%. What they're doing. And then there's just learning curves. Like you look at Kaiden, <clears throat> he started off pulling a lot of bills. He had to pull less and focus on quality. Then he got into closing and you had to work probably on certain aspects of closing. But then he installed 92 accounts in a year, which is sick. Like totally. I don't think anybody wow. 
has done that since, right? For sure. And I think the difference between that first week of setting where it was like, hey, I'm naturally good at this. this is something I'm good at because I had sold other things and like she naturally was a good setter. Yeah. Transitioning to closing, that was a whole nother thing where I'm like, I wasn't good at it. It wasn't, it didn't come naturally. Totally. It was something I had to work on and go to you. And that's where Brandon came in clutch and just helped me so much with learning the closing process and what that looks like. And I shouted you a few times and stuff like that where that is those are the kind of the two ends of the spectrum of what people's first week are like. Sometimes it comes natural, sometimes it doesn't, but you have to look to people for advice and help if it doesn't, right? How many times also have you guys had a rep say, I've just been good at everything my whole life and now I'm just sucking? (laughs) Yes. Like everybody always thinks it's just them. It's like, dude, every single person goes through this, right? I I think, and this is something that we give everyone expectations on, our like recruit calls when we're trying to see if someone's a good fit for our organ stuff. So we'll give them the expectation that you have to go through all these trainings and then you have to memorize the script, pass it off with your leader, and then you can come out. And we let them know like you have to become the asset. And then during those like first couple weeks, it's gonna be probably pretty hard just because it's something brand new. But like you're you can either dedicate yourself to X amount of years of college and then whatever to become someone who's worth someone who can make this much money. Here's what the average rep made last year. Here's what like some of our top guys made. And that's because they became someone that could do that. So like as long as you invest in like Kaiden was naturally a good setter, like he was talented in that, but had to become skilled in closing. And then Jake had to become skilled in setting, even though he might have been talented in closing. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the question everyone asks is it is salesmanship by nature or by nurture, right? And some reps when they get out there they realize, you know, it's not by nature. They're not natural salesmen. Yeah. But some of the best guys in our company now probably became great salesmen th- through the nurture side of it. Yeah. Or maybe natural salespeople, right? And so I think it's important that if you're a new rep and you're realizing it wasn't natural, it wasn't nature for you to make sure you're doing everything you can to nurture yourself to be that successful salesperson by going to the successful people yeah. um, like Kaiden did, by going to other people and, and celebrating their successes and not getting discouraged in yourself. And, and, and don't give up, right? Keep nurturing because it, it's worked out for a lot of people here. And, and I, would even say, I would even say there's way more success stories of the guys who nurture their sales ability over the guys that are naturally good at it. Like you think Hans Verkler goat of last year yeah he is he's not an actual salesman at all but he's just the type of guy that <laughs> relentlessly works on his craft always yeah and he's gotten to the point where he has so that's not, that's what we've seen with diego it's like he did good last year really good towards the end of the year mm-hmm. this year he installs if he closes five in a week he's installing four totally maybe five like legit like is the most effective salesman out there i think and it's so. crazy because just this week i went to top golf with diego just yeah, a couple days yeah. ago and we spent some time together and just rubbed shoulders and I, he's not any different he's the same diego as he was a year ago but he just understands the sell more yeah he understands how to get glass on the roof he <clears throat> understands the process and so you don't think that you need to completely change your whole person and your whole demeanor like you don't need to be hans and turn into kaiden right or you don't need to be super extroverted and turn introverted or vice yeah. versa. Just learn who you are and hone that in a little bit better. That's what Diego's done. He's crushing it. Dude, right? I, th- I feel like for sure the biggest thing that Diego has is just like a this like relentless focus on like whatever he's trying totally. to do. He's like, I need to get really good at selling. Got really good at selling. And he's like, I got to get really good at installing. Now he's just like. Just disciplined. But it's not, it's not that he was like natural at it. Maybe, maybe a little bit. But like for sure. what I see is because we have phone calls all the time. Yeah is that Diego's like, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm trying to figure it out. Like, 
he he spends like three grand a month on Jeremy Miner's mm-hmm. course. Yeah, and he gets like one on one coaching. He's on Knockstar United, like all that stuff. He just he just paid for Taylor McCarthy to come out to his team. Fifteen grand. No way, yeah. dude. That's like, gonna be so sick. Out. Like if Diego so if Diego much. gets rep of the year this year, like it's because he, he balled out, nurtured yeah. like crazy. Yeah. He became he be, he just looked for like what he was struggling with, and then became the best at that, and then went to the next thing. I think this is a different thought, and I know it's not the natural thought if you're listening to this, but I think you should actually be excited if you're failing at it because you're not naturally good at it. Because if if you teach yourself to only do things you're naturally good at, you're not going to go very far in life, and you're going to hit a ceiling. And so it's actually a really cool opportunity to say, I'm sucking at this, and I've been good at everything my whole life, but I'm sucking at this. That's rad because now you have an opportunity to really put work into something and trust a process and that process that you learn here, you can take into entrepreneurship, you can take into investing, you can take it into parenting, but you can't just do things that you're naturally good at, right? That's gonna, that's not gonna help you very much. Very Dude, true. A, com- a comment on leadership. So like my kids, and Cohen's so funny, like when it's his birthday, and then Liam just had this, and he's now old enough to where he can communicate this, but he turned three, and he was like, he was like trying to tell us like, when I turn three, I'm gonna be big like Cohen. Like, he legit thinks that on his birthday, he'll grow, like, two inches, you know? And, like, they, they yeah. think that. And it's the same thing with, like, leadership or, like, once I'm a closer, You'll once I'm a closer, I'm just going to make money. Yeah. Like, a ton of money. Totally. <laughs> or, like, once I'm a leader, everyone respects me. And then yeah. we're doing five levels of leadership. Sweet. You got the position. No permission. Means yeah. You know? Means zero. Might last for a second. You might lose it. That's you a know, great like, point. you have to become the guy that yeah. is the leader. Liam, he has to he like has to grow. literally grow. He has to become three year old. Let's let's talk about mental health for a little bit. I know we have a lot of new reps that just came out. When you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling low, what advice do you guys have and like what did you learn about yourself in those situations? I think the biggest thing is you have to take it one day at a time. Like that's the biggest thing I've noticed is that so many reps are looking so far into the future that they're like they can't even focus on today. And they're not trying to fix their problems today. They're trying to fix their problems in three months from now. Yeah. And like, man, I'm, I want to be a team lead this year, so I've got to sell more. <laughs> it's like, no, sell more so you can recruit and then become a team lead. Yeah. Right? What like, about, though, if you're the rep and you're not walking down the street and you're like, man, everybody in this whole world just hates me. And nobody <laughs> wants to talk to me. It's and true. like, I'm not seeing any success. And like, how do you get around that? I think I think you talked you talked to us the other day, Jake. You said you know extreme reactions or extreme feelings in anything is not good, mm-hmm. right? And so I think early on I realized in my first week of of knocking at this company it was like I need to be just even keeled, consistent in my mentality through this entire year. Like if I go get a, a two spot today, get two closes, like it'll be the same feeling as if I got nothing today. Like mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I can kind of keep myself balanced because. You know, it's like a pendulum. If you go too far one way, it's very likely that when you have that bad week, you could swing way too far the other way. Yeah. I think totally when, you, when your highs are so high and your lows are so low, that's, no one can maintain that. Nobody, right? I mean, I watch, like, my dad, Brandon knows him well. He is the most even-kill man ever. <laughs> like, he's never really mad. And he's never really, really overly weirdly happy. He's just like... He's always pleasant and positive, but he's always just the same. Mm-hmm. And everyone loves him. Everyone loves to be around him. And, like, there's no one I know that doesn't like to be around my dad. 
and that's because he's all, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. And so I think if you're a new rep, focus on just maintaining that level, that mindset of it's a daily challenge. Like John Maxwell always says in his books, it truly is daily. Yeah. That's what he says. It truly is daily all the time. And because every day you've got to focus on, I'm going to wake up happy and go to bed happy. Whether that means I wake up and write 10 things I'm grateful for down to yeah. make that happen, whether it's I give affirmations in the mirror, whether it's I call someone I love, like you've got to figure out a way when you're out selling and your life sucks to wake up happy and go to bed happy. Yeah. Dude, affirmations 100%. Like I'm such a big believer in that. And like I have this, and if we take extreme ownership as leaders, we're like, if we got to give reps expectations, like mm-hmm. way better, because they come out and they're seeing all these people make a bunch of money. And then they're like not having success on their like first few days. It's like, frick, you know. But there's this there's this graph. I know you can't see it on the thing, but it says believe in progress, and it has like lines that go up in there. Every each line gets taller and taller and taller, versus not in perfection. And all of the other lines are grayed out, and then it just has one at the very end, like that end goal. Like you're not just gonna get out there and be a guy that makes five hundred grand. Like, you have to just, like, believe in the process of, like, today, maybe I'm just going to set one. And then in four days, like, I'm going to be the person that can set three. And then so on and so on and so on. And just, like, take it day by day. Something that helped my anxiety or just, like, wanting to succeed when you're not is just focusing on numbers. So instead of, like, man, I'm not getting this or I'm getting a lot of rejection or whatever, I just say, look, I'm going to try and talk to seven decision makers. And I'm going to try and get through 100 doors. And that's something that I could control, that I could for sure hit, which would build momentum. So something like that, I think little goals and figuring that out helps. Which that's very similar to what Jack Taylor just said on our pod, on the SauceCast, right? Yeah. He talked about task-oriented goals and ego-oriented, I think it was. Yeah, task-oriented objectives versus objectives. ego-oriented objectives. So he'd focus more on the decision makers rather than the sale. We're getting two sales that we get focused on getting seven decision makers a day. You know, and I think we all know the solar coaster exists, but I think we get to choose mentally how wild that ride is. And Mm -hmm. we can control the whoops and and, and the drops by focusing on things like that, on on conquering the little things, segmenting, segmenting your day into talking to, you know, two decision makers or putting a max effort on 50 doors in a row, you know, focusing on those kind of things will make that solar coaster way more, way less wild. I agree. Something to add to that, Kevin taught, Kevin Hall taught me this in one of our coaching calls, and we're trying to do this with all of Relentless, is instead of having one goal, like I'm going to get four today, and then if you don't hit it, it's like, I suck. Because like confidence comes from making a promise and keeping it with yourself. And then if you don't hit it, then you're less confident. And then you do it again, less and less and less and less, and then that's where your thoughts deteriorate. But to do, so Kevin teaches that you do a foundation goal, which is like a standard, mm-hmm. a success goal, and then a stretch goal. It's like each team and then each person. So the team on the week has a foundation, success, and a stretch goal. And then the rep has a foundation, a success, and a stretch goal where, like, we will die before we don't hit foundation, like, straight up. Like, totally. everyone's working until 10 p.m. Exactly. Like, question. We're all doing this, and we're doing this together. And then as a rep, it's like, this is what I have to do in order to achieve my goals, like no offense or buts about it, like is this foundation? And then and it might be a bill, right? I just don't bagel, period. And then the success is two or three. And then a stretch goal is like Kaiden hitting a long putt, you know, just like sick or <laughs> just, just like very low chance <laughs> that, like, it never happens. Probably never <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, 
but I think that's pretty important. Like if we if we set stuff like that and we started doing that in our region, we have a we have a leaderboard that we show and we distinguish it by three different colors and just like separating it. And like, it's not like a success or failure because that's even life. You look at it religiously. It's not about success or failure. It's just about becoming. Yeah. It's like, where are you? Are you here, here, here? And maybe in a year you can look back and you're like, man, my foundation's actually my stretch now. That's when cool. It used to be that's that. super that's cool. Always, so. let's, Thanks guys. Let's transition into some leadership stuff. What, uh, <coughs> What are some of the big lessons you guys had in leadership early on? <laughs> Just barely. We had our director's meeting yesterday, or two days ago, and we took a second and I just kind of organized 12 common mistakes of new leaders. And I said, and it's just from books and from different things I've read that aren't really my thoughts, just things that I've learned over the years. Yeah. And I said, you guys aren't new leaders. No one here in this room is a new leader. And before we did that, I actually told them all a couple of things that I love about the leadership that makes them such good leaders but i said these are 12 really really common mistakes that are easy mistakes to make so let's just make sure we're not doing these like let's not focus on the super hard crazy nitty-gritty like leadership level five crazy leadership let's just make sure we're not missing the mark on these ones and we all kind of said one that we were that we were working on still and so it's just crazy like to answer your question what was it hard at first Sometimes it can still be hard now, but it's a never-ending journey of growing as a leader. And I think for sure, the most common ones I always hear, time management is hard as a leader, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding boundaries is hard as a leader. Like understanding how to give feedback, positive or negative to people, yeah. is hard as a leader. Like those are things that I hear all the time. You yeah. guys are closer to it maybe now, but I still feel like those are probably some of the main issues. what I've noticed for me and honestly for like everyone that's in our company, I think communication, right? If like we could all just communicate, you know, better every, just constantly improving communication, there would be little to to no problems at all. I think think most problems that arise within an organization or a company are just from lack of communication. If you can master that, you'll master a lot of other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and think how much more you'll get out of your leader or their or your followers if instead of telling someone else how they can improve you just told them yep like think of how much more value you could receive yourself from your leader if you went to them and said hey I think that you could really help me out with this just so you know they might not even know whereas if you just go tell three other people your leader still doesn't know maybe you vented or maybe you got your that off your shoulders or whatever it is but your leader still doesn't know and I think every new leader has a really hard time learning how to take and receive feedback, give feedback, ask for help, stuff like that. I think it's so important as leadership that anytime you get, even if it is feedback or if it's usually what it is, is someone's talking crap about their leader to another leader. For sure. I think anytime as a leader you hear someone talking bad about their leader, you go straight to the leader or you help them get directly to their leader. That's something like I've learned yeah. so many times with Brandon. Like I talk crap on Jake to Brandon and Brandon goes straight <laughs> to Jake. And then the next day I found myself like in a room with, with Jake, like, hey, Brandon told me this. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so this is why I said that. And then we finally have that conversation that needed to happen, you know, and it's like, why did I, why did I miss that? You know, why did I just go directly to Jake? And I think everyone needs to learn that lesson in life. Well, and how long did that take us to, it took a long time for yeah, all of like, us to learn that. Like, like three years, yeah. Why like for <laughs> every leader to learn that right I, I think something Deep that impedes hard. it I think something that impedes it though is like and it's a hard balance too because if you have a really good relationship with that person then you don't want to give that feedback yeah because it's like hard to give that feedback but then if you don't have a good relationship 
You're like, I'm just going to talk to his leader. Yeah. I'm just, and it, and, and it's he'll like, talk to him for me. Yeah. And, and so it's like, it's more of like a culture thing. And that's like the biggest thing that I've learned from everyone here is like, to do just give the feedback, get the feedback. Cause like, for me, it's like really blessed my life. And I feel like it, and like my marriage, leadership, just everything to just give feedback and just be like stoked to get feedback. Like last year, basically, literally all my leaders got together and they're like, yeah, Car- like no value from Carson. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I thought I, w- I was like slaving away and like doing all the stuff, but it wasn't the stuff that they needed. And they're like, we need all this stuff, dude. And you're not doing any of it. Yeah. You're doing all this stuff. And then like, obviously Brandon, same thing. Brandon comes to me. He's like, yeah, you're not doing any of these things. And that's what they need. And then you guys came to Florida and everyone's like, yeah, that's what we need from you. Like legit wrote down everything yeah. that they wanted to see from me. I'm like, okay. And then gradually, I think things and a lot better. of that was communication to Chandler's point of you thought you were doing one thing that they needed and they needed something completely different. Yeah. And so that communication could have aligned it. But the older I get, the more I realize feedback is just a really hard thing. Most people didn't grow up in an environment where their parents just directly spoke to them about money or sex or drugs or any like the harder issues. Yeah. They just avoid it. It's easier totally. to not talk about it. And it's the same in leadership. Like you might have something that's driving you crazy from your leader above you, or you might need something below you, whatever, and you're just afraid to bring it up. Yeah. And the quicker you can figure that out, it's going to save you so much time and drama. Especially like in parenting, you can either be a problem solver or like a problem, you can like hedge problems or you can be a wishful thinker. It's like problem solver or wishful thinker. If I'm a wishful thinker, I'm just like crossing fingers, closing my eyes, like hoping that your kids turn out a certain way yeah or you can like realize everything in life is either like your it's talent or a skill and like leadership it's a skill parenting it's a skill sales it's a skill pretty much everything's a skill you have to develop it leadership parenting everything you just have to develop it dude i think that the reason one of the biggest reason communication doesn't happen though is because you're scared of hurting a relationship like we just talked about right like that's like the biggest thing if i could if I was guessing, you don't want the person below you or above you. You're, you know, you don't want that to be ruined, that relationship. And I want everyone that's listening to this podcast to understand something. This group of people right here, us five, I would say we probably give more direct feedback to one another than any five people in this company. For sure. I'd probably guess if I had to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Peers, up and down, whatever it is. Like every single Tuesday and Thursday, we meet as directors and I ask you guys for feedback vice versa, and we talk about it, right? Every single week, Brandon and I meet. And there's also probably not five other people in this company that are as close as us too. So just because you give someone feedback doesn't mean they're gonna hate you. Yeah, It's a way to build your relationship. It's not a way to tear your relationship down if you do it the right way. And like, I can genuinely say that me, Kars, Kai, Chan, Brandon, like, we, have, we are so close. Best friends, good buddies, respect each other. Like the level of respect that we have in this group is so high. And we really do appreciate each other so much. And we give more feedback than anyone. It's like if I look at some of our friends and the marriages that I respect the most, it's the marriages that they can talk about anything. Exactly. And they just get right into it. Mm-hmm. And you, you can see on the outside just like how awesome that is. And so you have to create that with your leadership, whether they report to you or you report to them. 100%. And the only way it starts is by having the first conversation. And if you want to take your team to the next level, which should be every single leader's goal, it's how can I help my team? That's all that matters, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to help your team the most, your relationship with your 
peers and the people above and below you will help your team almost more than anything, right? Because synergy is so huge. When I get in the room with me and Chandler trying to solve a problem for Vertex, it's probably better. But if we don't have a good relationship, we can't do that. When I get in the room with you and Brand me and Brandon or me and Kaiden or whatever it is, that's when we can really make magic happen is when two or three leaders get together. And if you don't respect the guy above and below you, you're not going to help your team. That's what I, matters. I think it's really important to understand, too, the number one deadly sin of leadership is to not speak down or side to side. Like if, and, like, everyone everyone does it, but to just, like, make it a culture of the transparency and just to, like, give that feedback, we're not going to be sitting here, like, all complaining about, like, Chandler. Yeah. Right? We're not going to do that. We're just going to go to Chandler because we, like, if you truly love someone, I've learned that in marriage, like, Christy truly loves me. She gives me a lot of feedback, right? <laughs> she, wrecks she wrecks me, right? No, no, she she gives me like, and but I can tell it's like the most genuine and loving feedback, where she's like, I don't like this because of this, or I feel like you're becoming like this, and I don't like that, or whatever. And like, she's like ninety nine point nine percent of the time right, mm-hmm. but like griping to like the guy next to you, or even worse, like a manager to his reps about like the regional or something like that. Totally. The worst thing that could possibly happen. Like watch a production of a team yeah, go to zero. Sure. And I like, we've seen that. Well, well think about it. If you as a leader are talking negatively about <clears throat> your leader to your reps, why are your reps all gonna talk negative about you? 100%, like, you're creating why? that culture. Yeah, you're creating that, right? Like opposed to a culture of, hey, I respect Chandler. I think he's a great leader. He is helpful, he adds value. Maybe he didn't do it exactly perfect that time, but overall he does a great job. Yeah. Like that, your reps will say that about you, right? Yeah, talking about creating culture, if you're the guy that's like, I don't see this person, he doesn't add value, he doesn't add value, you're always complaining. It's so interesting, and we all know this, the people that say that, their people say that about them. Yeah, 100%. Every time, we all know that person. Same thing, the guy that's like, what, are, what am I making off my guys and what am I going to make on this override and I want more override and I don't really like the IPO I don't trust it and I don't like this like, <laughs> like every it. single time their org is a reflection of them every yeah. single time it is. it's just like dude go focus on value and just help out and talk positively and respect everybody it's like it's night and day I think, I think if every leader listening can just substitute the you know he doesn't add value to me thought which you know is rare but happens if you could substitute that thought with how can i communicate better with that person things would just go you know 10 times better for that leader throughout his whole life and leadership chances are that person is probably working his butt off to create value and help you he just might be doing the wrong things yeah exactly Exactly. and this happens like what challenge talking about so money because that's going to happen in marriage Right? Like you're going to be trying to help your spouse, but you might be doing the wrong things. You're just going to help your region so much more, too, if you can enhance that communication instead of complaining. Like, you're, like you said, it'll reflect on the whole region. You know, that everyone will, will do better. It, last week literally happened where someone complained about another person, and then that person was complained about as well. You know, it's just like yeah. if chances are if you're thinking negatively about somebody else, someone's thinking about you as well. 100%. I mean, totally agree with all that. Dude, think about the law of magnetism. I mean, there's literally the law of magnetism that says you are, like, you attract who you are. That's what the law is, right? You get what you desire for others. Yeah, and, like, whatever you are is what you're going to attract. And so it's so interesting. I used to be so, like, interested in this topic because 
I'd look at teams that empower, and I'd say, man, it's so interesting how that whole team in Riverside's like the same person. Like it's so like it's so weird how there's 15 clones the is the same of person. the leader. Damn. Or like in Brentwood, like man, they all act just like Jack Taylor. Like it's so like why like what is this? You know, like uh-huh. the Rip region is such a reflection of Kaiden or of yeah. Chan. Like I was so just like confused, but also interested and intrigued me, right? And then I read about the law of magnetism, which says you attract who you are, and whatever you do, so you're gonna attract whoever you are, right? So if you're that leader that's complaining, always looking for value from somebody else, doesn't really put the weight on your shoulders, you're gonna attract reps just like that, which means they're gonna do the same thing to you later on down the road. If you ever wanna build a healthy organization, you have to develop people and leaders that respect and that love and whatever it is, and if you're doing that, you're gonna attract more of you, just so you know. Like, you're listening to this, you're, you're on a scary road right now, honestly, if you're comparing all the time. We stopped saying the word, so you know how it's team lead and then branch manager, we replace that with team or branch leader because like a manager doesn't necessarily like create culture whereas a leader does and if you create the culture by the way that you talk to people by the way that you give feedback like if if someone gives feedback to me i'm gonna be a lot more likely to give feedback to my other guys Mm -hmm. than them and and everyone's just gonna do that but it's creating that culture and a leader leads and a manager doesn't it's like a very fixed mindset versus a growth mindset for sure they said the, the leaders set the pace, not with just production, but with how they treat people as well. Totally. They're pace setters. Totally. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is, when you become a leader, you lose the right to abuse people. Right? Like, you've got yeah. to take care of people. You've got to talk highly. You've got to be a good person. You really do. And you love abusing people. I do. <laughs> I used to do it often. No, no I, it's something I've learned for sure, is you've got to take care of your people. Okay, any other last thoughts, whether it's for reps, leadership, anything that's on your guys' mind? Any advice for someone that's new? I think just, and we were talking about this today, but the whole value thing, like he's not adding value to me. Communication, at least at least for me, like it is, it, it hasn't been normal in my life to like give or receive feedback. Like it's always been like my whole life like if you have a problem with someone or something, just like figure it out, you know, and don't like give them that feedback. Don't like try to figure it out with that other person. And it's like Christy's had to work with me on that, you know, and Brandon, everyone has had to work with me on that. And the coolest quote that I've ever heard is, doesn't matter who's right or wrong, it just matters how people feel. Like if you're like, dude, he he's not providing value to me. Like, and or you're getting that feedback of like, hey, they're not, providing value I'm not providing value for them like take that and it freaking doesn't matter like it literally matters zero like if they don't feel like that why don't they feel like that and just like figure it out and then figure out how I can help them feel like they have value and then just like focus on results yeah focus on results man another uh, another kind of thought just like that and kind of a quick story about Jimmy Rex um, which I think most of us I know most people are listening or know who he is, but he told a story about back in the day when he's first, you know, driving for houses or driving for doors, you know, you drive around and find a house in distress and put the house under contract and then sell a contract to a flipper who would buy the contract and flip the house and then sell it on the retail market. Um, so he was driving for houses and he'd get these houses under contract and he'd mark it up, you know, solid 50K and sell it to a flipper. And the flipper would be stoked, right? Like, cause he's getting this house for such a deal. And a lot of transactions went really smooth, um, but then sometimes the flippers would find out what Jimmy would make on those deals. 
and then they wouldn't do the deal because Jimmy's making a solid 50 grand on this contract just for putting under contract, right? And which is which is crazy, right? And then what happened is those people who passed on the deal because Jimmy was making so much lost out on amazing opportunities. So I think it's important that you're not missing out on amazing opportunities in your life or, or in sales or in solar because you're worried about what other people are gaining. I think it's super important for leaders here. I've seen a commercial deal in the solar space in Utah a couple years ago fall apart because of this. The business was saving hundreds of thousands of dollars and they wanted to know what the rep was going to make. And that one thing brought the whole deal down. So crazy. And so it's just been interesting as I look through life and different businesses and whether it's CEOs or sales leaders or even reps, people that always struggle with that, well, they don't even care about themselves. They're just like, well, what's this guy making off me? Or what does that partnership make? Or what does the finance company make? Or what's the installer making? It's like, I've never seen that mindset in a successful person anywhere. Totally. And like that mindset is just such a bad mindset and it's just gonna hurt you so much in life. Well, that's, and that goes back to the whole value thing is, if you have that mindset about your leader, then obviously you're not using his help to grow your own org, right? And if you're so worried about what they're gonna make on your org and that's all you care about, and so you stop growing your own org because yeah. you don't wanna help them, all you're doing is hurting yourself. Totally. Like it's so reversed and so backwards, but in the door-to-door -door space all the time you see that or team leads, they literally don't want to help their guy above them make any more money. Yeah. It's a scarcity mindset. It's crazy. And back to Jimmy, like I think after <clears throat> spending a lot of time with Jimmy the last couple of months, the reason why he makes so much money is he's so abundant. So like abundant. He connects people all the time, and he's not worried about who's making what. He just wants to, there's plenty for everybody. He'll introduce somebody, and they'll not do a deal, and he doesn't worry about, like, what are you guys paying me, and what am I making off that? It's just value, 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 abundance. There's plenty. He might do the opposite back, and know? help people make more totally. in the transaction that are on the other side. Totally. Right? And and I've seen them, like I've seen these guys drop hundreds of thousands of dollars in masterminds and all this stuff. And those guys might be doing really well. And it's never, what are they making? It's, is it delivering value for me? Yep. Cool. For sure. I'm happy for yeah. him making money. He should be making up money out there. It's like, like it's helping me. Yeah, and when you're around that mindset, it's so awesome to be around because that's what successful mindsets have is that versus the opposite what Chandler was sharing. I think that we'd be a little bit amiss too if we wrap this podcast up without being grateful and having gratitude. Like gratitude is something that I've been studying a lot. I know you read a book on it pretty recently. And I mean, you guys are probably tired of me talking about how grateful I am for you guys and for the company and the opportunity and the growth. I've been saying it a lot lately because it's just totally. on my mind all the time, right, of how grateful I am. And I think about new reps and not to make us sound better or worse, but I think about new reps and I'm like, dang, the opportunity they have is so good. Like it's so, so good. I mean, I, I think back to when we first were selling or when you first were selling or when you first were selling and there was no talk of even equity really. There was no plan. There was no training manuals. There was no incentives. There was no trips. There was leaders that have never led. There was teams that had no leaders. Yeah. There were markets that had never been knocking, so we didn't know anything about them. We were wearing burlap sacks. You know, like, <laughs> the forms were horrible. They, were being, they were, did the job, like, as far as comfort-wise, right? Like, yeah. there is just so much to be grateful for as a new rep right now. Like, you're in a company with 502 active people that are growing every day. You're in a company where you have four or five leaders above you that love you. 
that care about you, that are dedicated to your success. You're in a company where you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars and be coached on how to invest that and how to be financially free. Like you're in a company that if you do well, you and your friends will all go around the world on trips that you probably would never go on. Yeah. Like you're in a company where every single week there's almost an extra incentive to push you. Every week. Like you're in a company where they're focused on growth, where they're trying to help you recruit, where they're making strategies back at home. Like you are in a place that's the best place in door to door. Like there's not a question and it's not just because I'm here. I, like not just because I'm biased and we're here. Like I really believe that. And I think back, it's almost like the people, like when you have an immigrant come to America, like you don't know how lucky, oh, right? Like, yeah. like you don't know how lucky you are. Totally. Like you don't know what it's like because I was in the other country and the other country I couldn't do anything. And I'm here and you don't know how lucky you are. I feel like we're kind of like the OG, like immigrants. Like, Well, I, I think I'm the only one it. that like has worked at different solar companies. Yeah. It is so different. It's like, so Jake different. Like Jake Colgate will tell you like, Bro, we knocked in, and people are like, oh, I only have, like, two polos. I'm like, bro, I had one that I bought at Ross, yeah. it's, and it's like that. You know, we knocked in that. <laughs> Never had badges, you know? But just, like, how much? No training. It's... Like, legit no training. I got a text on my way to area that said, here's some key points to hit, you know? Wow. Like, I, very different. Totally. And, like, to Kaiden's point and Brandon's point, like, Brandon trained us and helped us out, but there was no, like, real manuals or videos or anything yeah. to study before or anything. Like, he did help us when we were there, but even now, like the fact you can go out with the, like the knowledge you can have and then go start selling, that's huge. Yeah. And there's just so much to be grateful for. So that's my only yeah. like thing I want to finish with is just make sure that we're grateful. If you're a new rep, be grateful because you are in an opportunity that can change your life forever if you let it. On that note too, and we can close with this, is go listen to the Dave Allred podcast. We just filmed it before this one, and it was so interesting to hear I mean, Dave straight up says, like, he was in door-to-door for 17 years. And he's, he's from Manti, right? His, his, he made 30, I think, five grand his first summer, which was more than his parents made combined. <laughs> oh, and, and that's so sick. he's like, I owe the door-to-door industry for completely changing the whole trajectory of my life, not only the industry, but being who I was around that just stayed put. And we built up momentum and we built up our organization. We went through the IPO. And now everybody's gone off to mostly start different venture funds, right? Like Casey has his, Dave has his, there's some other guys that have theirs, and it's like it's changed everything. But what it's really done is it's expedited the process to get to these guys like they're in their 30s and they're big multimillionaires running hedge funds. It's like that's usually like what 60 and 70-year-olds do. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot to be grateful for. I know when you're a new rep and you're like, everybody hates me in the world and nobody's answering their door or like I'm a new leader and I suck and I'm dropping the ball. It's like, just stick with it and so much good can happen. And what will help you in that meantime is having gratitude every single day. There's so much to be grateful for. 100%.